This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the 4,000 members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And we got a couple of them here today to help out with the show. And we're going to try to give you some, some good information that will help, help you all make good, informed real estate decisions. So helping out today... First, we have Summer Quick of Realty Concepts. Summer, you've been a realtor for seven years now. That's correct. Yes, I've been with Realty Concepts for a little over seven years. Um, I was with the Wigington team first, and then I got licensed in 2014. But I remember you even beforehand. You were, I believe you were an intern for from Fresno State, and you were working as a receptionist at Realty Concepts. Something like that. Yeah, I wasn't an intern, but I was the admin, a part of the admin up for Realty Concepts um, for a short while, I think a little, over, a little over a year. You were one of the best ones we had. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, you were one of the only ones that would say good morning to me. Oh, no. well, that, maybe that's why the turnover happened really quickly. <laughs> All right. I'm only joking on that. We There are some good I, ones there. There is. <laughs> All right, then we have, oh boy, I'm in trouble now. Hi, <laughs> then we also have Amber Keene, a realtor with London Properties. Good yes. morning. Good morning. And you have been doing this for how many years? About 10 years now. All right. It's flown by. What did you do in real estate prior to real estate? Well, actually. Um, that, that was a weird question. <laughs> but but it, once you hear the answer, you'll know why I asked it. <laughs> So um, before getting into real estate, I went to San Diego State University and actually got my business degree in real estate, which a lot of people don't even know that exists. Um, our graduating class was very small at a big school, but that's what I did before, and I just jumped right in. All right. Excellent. So there's some good experience here, and both of you are part of the young leadership of our association. Um, you two are the co-chairs of our community outreach committee so we're going to be in the second segment let's get into that but first i want to tap into your experiences because you're both working realtors and and i see you both out there working a lot so i want to tap into some of that experience that you're getting so that we can share with our our listeners what the market's like right now here's the first statistic that i'm going to throw out there and I'd like to ask each of you for your commentary. 82, 82% of the listings, this is in the month, the month of February, 82% of the listings sold in the first 30 days. That's pretty darn fast. So why is that? What's driving that? And let's start with you, Amber. Well, I'll tell you my opinion of the market right now. Um, avocados are lasting longer than homes on the market right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Avocados are going bad faster than, uh, homes are selling faster than avocados are going bad. Boy, I should have known (laughs) the answer before I asked you the question. (laughs) You know me, Don. It's low inventory. There's so few homes on the market right now. Every time I look at the 24-hour update on the MLS, our realtor system, I see more going pending than coming on the market. Mm -hmm. And we just need more homes on the market right now, and that's why they're selling so fast. I heard a good one last week that 
Tom Brady is going to have more Super Bowl rings than we have active listings on the market. <laughs> That's correct. Sure, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Summer, hopefully you don't give me an avocado answer. What, what's your take on it? Hey, that, I think that's a great answer. Um, but yeah, it's like the wild, wild west out there. You know, you just, you never know what you're going to get. It's a constant battle. There's so much competition for the buyers right now because it is a seller's market. But there are pros for the buyers as well. The interest rates are historically low. So you see this pool of buyers and people refinancing instead of listing their home. But we are in dire need of inventory to have mm -hmm. a healthier market. So how would you answer this question? Um, a few weeks ago, I had a buyer say, I'm going to give up. I'm going to get out of the market because he was frustrated. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, I'm going to wait till the end of the year when there's going to be a ton of foreclosures because this can't last forever. What? How would you respond to somebody like that? S Summer? So... I would encourage them not to give up because it's such a great time to buy. But I get the frustration because when you're losing time and time again, how do you not get discouraged and frustrated? But ultimately, I don't see that this is like a housing bubble crisis where there's going to be a ton of foreclosures. There's probably going to be some. I mean, there's there's bound to be some that occur. But I do think that I would encourage that buyer, unless they're just not as strong as some of the other buyers out there, then maybe they should take a little bit of a break. It just depends on their situation. I like that advice. Take a little break, maybe for a week or two. Right. Then re, re, reinvigorate and go at it again. Absolutely. All right. See, I'm glad I listened to Welcome Home Radio. <laughs> Get different advice. All right. Amber, what, what would you say to, to a buyer like that? Well, my mom has always taught me that opportunity has a shelf life. So I know it's tough out there right now, but I don't think that interest rates are going to be this low forever. I mean, I know that for a fact. And I think that... You just need to take advantage of the opportunity. But I agree with Summer that if, you, if you're a little down, just take a little break. Sometimes I have buyers that say, we're just going to take the weekend off and, you know, we're going to jump back on Monday. And sometimes you just need a little self-care and then you jump back out there. Okay. I would like to add to that. If Let's say you take a couple of weeks off. Don't tell your, just tell your realtor, hey, if a good one comes up, call us. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Absolutely. Because, if it's the one. <laughs> yeah, because like you say, it's opportunity. Mm -hmm. So if that opportunity hits, I remember one time, this is back <clears throat> when the market was the other way around, and it was taking over 100 days to sell a listing, uh, you know, on average. And this one seller said, well, I think we're just going to take a break mm -hmm. over the holidays. Who's going to look at houses? You know, if they didn't buy it in August or October, why would they buy it during Thanksgiving and Christmas? I encouraged them to stay on the market. We ended up getting a really good offer the week after Thanksgiving, sold the home. So mm -hmm. you're right. Op or no, your mother was right. <laughs> she Opportunity she's has She's normally right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's a realtor too. She is, yes. For 15 years now. 16 actually is she your manager also she is one of my managers yes in oh, life and in God. real estate <laughs> your mother and your manager I mean, this has got to be difficult it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> all right um here's another statistic of those 82 percent um 100 they sold for 101 percent of of asking price so that's a pretty pretty good one. Now, and there's some that sold for far more than that. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about 
the 18% that took more than 30 days. The percentage of purchase price they got dropped to 96.5%. So what advice would you give that 18%? So a lot of the times your first offer is your best offer. Now, of course, we have more than one offer on most homes right now, sometimes 10 to 15. But if a seller gets an offer to begin with and says, oh, well, I want to wait for the better one, I want to wait for a better one, sometimes a better one doesn't come. And those homes might be overpriced or mm. they might be um, unrealistic with the, the goals. But right now, I think that your first offer is your best offer. I, I agree. I do think that your first offer is typically your best offer, but you know, listen to your trusted advisor. So if you have a really good go-to realtor and they suggest your price should be at a different point to meet mm-hmm. the value and condition balance out, that's really where it's going to come down to is your price. Maybe you're overinflated on your price because you think, oh, this is a hot seller's market. We're going to list really high. And then you're stale because you're too high or they know it's not a realistic appraisal price. Um, at that point. And so they're just not getting into escrow as quickly as the other homes. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you price your, high, your house too high and, and it sits on the market, people think something's wrong with it, even if there's nothing wrong with it. They see that days on market and buyers are smart out there right now. There's a lot of information out there and they are equipped with a lot of information and they think something must be wrong with this home. Mm-hmm. 31 days on the market, 35 days on the market, that's more than the average. I learned from Dawn on Saturday, that's more yeah. than the average. What's wrong with the house? When really it was just the price and there wasn't anything physically wrong with the house. So it's still important to price it properly. Yes. Mm-hmm. In uh, any market, it's important <clears throat> to price it properly. <clears throat> now, how? let's talk about seller expectations, but I, I want to ask you some shopping questions first. So. What is your expectations when you go to a store like Macy's compared to a store like the dollar store? As far as service and what you're gonna get, what's your expectations? Well, the dollar store has really long lines, so I get, make sure I have enough time to go. Um, I, I Better service at Macy's? I mean, there's, I think, this is a tough question. I don't shop a lot, really, Don. Okay. I really don't, I promise. <laughs> well, then we'll turn to summer. <laughs> well, and I, I agree, especially in the COVID era, I'm definitely not shopping out there as much. But if I think back to past experiences, I do expect more hands-on customer service mm-hmm. at a Macy's as opposed to a Dollar Tree. Um, more of a, how can I help you walking through the aisles when you're searching for clothes? Can I get you anything? As opposed to Dollar Tree, where it's more you do your shopping, you go wait in the long lines, and then you work with the cash cashier. And that's, I mean, that's really the only difference is your quality of service. Mm-hmm. So I know the two of you are wondering, why in the world is he asking that question? And I'll bet you every listener out there is, is thinking that too. Here's what I'm thinking <laughs> to bring it all together. So if the sellers are expecting to sell their home for retail value, they got to deliver retail. They, there, there's got to be a win-win. Mm-hmm. You, you got to uh, give the buyer a retail experience, the good service, the accommodations. Um, maybe the buyer needs a little extra time uh, in escrow. Those mm-hmm. are things to do. Now, if you're going to sell wholesale, okay. Now, now you don't have to give that type of accommodations to the buyer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now, did I earn my respect back after 
now you know where that question was coming you're from. You're getting there. You're getting yes. there, Don. Getting yes. there, oh, we're, co- we're coaching Don this morning. You know, he doesn't do this often. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm going to take Summer's advice and take a break. Yeah. It's called a commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scardino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Amber Keene, realtor with London Properties. And we have Summer Quick, a realtor with Realty Concepts. But the two of you are working together in the spirit of cooperation on a project. Um, the bo- Both of you are co-chairs of the Fresno Association of Realtors Community Outreach Committee. So one of you... What, tell me, what is it you guys are doing this year? So we have a really exciting online auction coming up on April 22nd. And this is going to give back to the Fresno Association of Realtors um, and Affiliates Fund, which gets dispersed into other nonprofit organizations such as Pavarella House, Marjorie Mason Center, Habitat for Humanity, and such, tying into homeownership and the, the dream of homeownership, really. So during that online auction, there's going to be a two-day period that the public can make bids on anything from gift cards to you know restaurant date nights to couple night stays at the coast or at Shaver Lake. And one of those is a two-night stay for a couple at the Central Coast at a farmhouse, two-story, beautiful home that's in the Nopomo area, pretty close to San Luis Obispo, Solvang, the wine tasting country, and so much more. So that's one of our big giveaways. And then the other one is going to be to Schaefer Lake. So Amber could talk a little bit about that cabin giveaway. Yes, yeah, so we're really grateful for Al and Jessica Gonzalez for um, gifting this item. And it's two nights in an amazing, cozy Airbnb in Shaver Lake. So we just have such a beautiful backyard here in the valley. And parts of that, part of that is Shaver. And they have a cute cabin um, that they rent out often, but they gifted this and that's one of the items. So we're just so excited that there's two awesome trips that could be bid on. All right. And I should get involved because I'm lucky with those things. One time I won a thousand dollars uh, just last year, I won a big screen, uh, smart TV, big screen, and wow, yeah, you need just, to go go up to Chansey or something and see what you can win, Don. I'm a little too tight for that. You know, I, I am not going to put a quarter into a machine unless I know there's. Some, but it's you. You might win thousands of dollars. Yeah, but but I will do it. I'll, I'll take that chance if I know the funds are going to are going to go to something good. Yes, like absolutely. what you're doing. All right. So what's awesome about this auction is that it's going to be for two days. So it starts on the 22nd, but it's going to go all the way through the 23rd. So I know everybody has busy lives. And so instead of it being an event that you have to go to and do a silent auction in person, it's going to be online. You can do it at your leisure um, those two days. So the way this works, there's no event, so to speak. It's just a two-day thing where you go in and pick what you want. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. See, coming over here, I thought it was an event where, you know, for one hour and an auction. It's like, all right, who's going to bid 20? Who's mm-hmm. going to bid 25? Who's going to mm-hmm. bid 30? But not that. Nope. It's for okay. two days and you can pop in and out and um, see if you're in the lead. Oh, all right. <laughs> 
so what else does community outreach do? Because in uh, that committee's been around for years. Yes, it has. We do a lot of great things for the community. One thing we did last year was a healthcare hero snack drive for community medical centers. We were trying to figure out a way to help the frontline staff um, through the pandemic, and we decided to collect snacks. And so all different offices, um, realtor offices across the valley collected snacks, and we ended up filling up a whole entire bed of a truck, mm -hmm. delivering that to um, community medical centers, and that was awesome. Another thing we do is build homes for Habitat for Humanity, which we have one of those coming up in April that we're excited about. That's been pushed off a couple times, but I'm pretty sure that this April it's gonna happen. I have a question. What do you feel like personally inside when like at that snack thing for the community medical center? What does it feel like to give like that? It, it's honestly the best feeling. And I, I think that's what well, I don't think I know that's the reason why I serve on the community outreach committee. I have served on multiple committees with the Realtor Association. This has been just one of my absolute favorites because as realtors, it's more than houses. We don't just sell houses. We're out there to help our community as well. You also served on the MLS committee, yes. which is kind of the, the opposite. I mean, here you are serving the realtors with the multiple listing service information mm -hmm. as opposed to serving the community. Yes, I enjoy so. both. I'm still on the MLS committee, so I enjoy that as well. That's good to know. I have a few things I want to talk to you about then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on the break. <laughs> no, it'll take longer than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Summer, how does it feel to give like that? Oh, it's, it's everything <clears throat> to me. That's why I got involved with this specific committee, because I'm newer into the leadership aspect of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And if I was going to choose one committee, this was what was near and dear to my heart because it's giving back. And it is, I do want to get more involved when it comes to other committees, but this is the one that stood out the most. And Amber took me under her wing and has been a great side-by-side -side woman with me to help um, grow in my leadership mm -hmm. role. How many people are on this committee? Is it just the two of you? We have about 12 to 15. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And if there's any realtors out there listening that want to join, then it's never too late. Mm -hmm. You can join anytime. Just reach out to us. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to know. And guess who was the first community outreach chair? Was it you? Was it you, Don? Yeah. The, I'm yeah. not surprised at all, but it's amazing. Well, tell us, Don. Yeah. How does it make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, it it makes me feel great that one of my ideas finally is lasting for years and years. <laughs> I can't tell you how many ideas I've had that they get started, they look great, and a year later they're dropped. <laughs> but that's that's the point of an idea, right? Is how long is it going to last? But this look at your your legacy here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Welcome Home Radio is another long-lasting one. Thirteen years here. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. What's on the horizon beyond the silent auction? What what else are you you guys planning? So right now we are, um, like I said, excited for the build um, for Habitat for Humanity. We've done some in the past. We haven't done one for a couple years. What's exciting about this one in April is that um, it is for a veteran home. It's the veteran home that we were raising money for last year. And so we are able to now help build that home and be there in person to actually be hands-on all right 
So do you actually use hammers and a hammer and a nail? Yep, we get up on those ladders. Some people are up on the roof and we're, we're out there building the house. It's actually really fun. Yeah. You've done that before though, haven't you been yeah. a part of that? All right. Yeah, and that that is a good feeling because the family who's the recipient is there also. You get to meet them, you get to see how happy they are. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't quit thinking about our first home as when I was a kid because when I looked at the little kids that were gonna get this, it's like, oh man, you're gonna have a great time Mm -hmm. throwing the football in the backyard or right uh, hope you don't break a window like (laughs) I did (laughs) another awesome thing about that is we're there on the build day most of the time we do the frame day so it's in the beginning stages of the home building and so a few months after when it's complete they invite us back to be there for the day the family gets the keys as well and that's just so special to see it from the beginning and then see the home complete and just see the look on the faces of the family members. I mean, we get that all the time, mm-hmm. um, which is so great in real estate, giving those keys over. But it's it's just a little different when you were there and saw them building their own mm-hmm. home and helped them. It's it's special. Yeah, it'll be my first one in April. I haven't, I, years ago when I was with the Wiggingtons, um, they they were very involved in that and they still are, but I, I didn't wasn't involved as much. And so now I'm really excited to be able to actually be super hands-on with that, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's something else that, you, that your committee is doing about giving away a Toyota truck. Oh gosh! Oh, <laughs> Apparently now no. we are. <laughs> no, that is that's a different. Um, that's Law Visionary Law Visionaria Guild for Valley Children. Oh, I thought Health it was joking. Care. No, that's a different one. But are you giving a truck away for the auction? <laughs> that is so know. kind of you, Don. <laughs> New auction item. There you go, Don. You just Toyota volunteered. <laughs> He's giving away his vehicle and. <laughs> You just didn't know what you signed on for. He's so selfless. <laughs> All right. So what is La Visionaria? So La Visionaria Guild is, it. we give back to Valley Children's Healthcare. And I just became a member about a, a month ago. And so that is another, that was what you probably saw at Realty Concepts too, is that's another part of an outreach committee, really, to give back to the community in a different way. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I told you I'd buy some tickets from you today. That is correct. And I ran out, so I have to get you more. I literally that's sold all good. my tickets to Realty Concepts. Realtors. Hey, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yes. We have a very involved com- community there. So That's good, because I have to go borrow 20 bucks to be able to buy them first. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to borrow from Amber. Amber. <laughs> I got you back. <laughs> all right. Now, one last thing before we go to the break. Um, Summer put on her talking points here. The San Francisco Giants. That one is for you, Don. <laughs> are, are you trying to? Yeah, make I'm just me trying to stir bad? you up. You know what? You guys had a better 2020 season than us, but we've had a better overall head-to-head wins. Hey, majority wins. Yeah. I'm Dodger fan too. So yeah, uh, yeah. We've had what is it? A thousand two hundred and thirty-nine wins compared to a thousand. You actually yes, came prepared. I did. No, we had 1,260 wins, and you had 1,239 wins. Well, this is Overall. ESPN Radio. And there you go. So. I had to look at my facts to make sure I, yeah. I could stump you a little bit on that one. And our board <laughs> operator is over here cheering you on. <laughs> uh, I, I need to go to commercial break. I, I need to gather myself again here. <laughs> All right. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Mama cut out pictures of houses for years From bitter home 
Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Summer Quick of Realty Concepts here with us. And we also have Amber Keene of London Properties here with us. And I want to take advantage of the both of you being here. And let's, we were talking in the first segment about how difficult it is for a buyer and how not to give up. So what are the tips, the advice that we can give a buyer so that they can get their offer accepted? So you're correct. It's a, it is a tough buyer's market um, due to multiple offer situations and not just two or three multiple offers. Sometimes you have 20 or 30 offers on one home. And so there are key strategies for a winnable offer, but not just asking, going over asking price. You can't just, I mean, that's one. But then you have to worry about, was it going to appraise for what you offered over asking price? So then you have some buyers that are making up that difference if they can with cash. So, you know, if they if the house was listed for three seventy five and they offer three ninety, they could say, we'll make up that fifteen thousand dollars if it if it appraises low, not to exceed three ninety. And sometimes that could be the winnable offer. And then you have some buyers that can't they can't match that because they don't have that cash saved. You have other aspects of removing contingencies. You know, you can remove physical investigation contingencies and still investigate the property. Do your due diligence, but you can't use that reason to get your deposit back. You can't cancel out because of the physical investigations and get your deposit back as a buyer. Okay, so if I got you right there, you can still, in the offer you say um, you're going to waive your right to the um, physical, to the contingency of a physical inspection. Correct. But you can still do the physical inspection. It just can't be a contingency. Correct. All right. That makes sense. So, and that's a good idea because you're still learning about the home. Mm -hmm. I always tell buyers it's a good idea to go to the home inspection because it's like a one-on-one tutorial Mm -hmm. on how to take care of your home. Absolutely. And know what you're walking into, especially if it's not a brand new home. Would you suggest that on any and all houses or there, if you take a buyer through a home and eh, it's got a lot, a lot of red flags? No. If, if there's a lot of red flags, I would not recommend that for that particular client or that particular property. It's all going to be based off the property and the client situation because every situation is different. But you're, you're seeing those different strategies happen out there. And a lot of the very first go-to that I'm seeing is above asking and then there's an appraisal clause or an ex- escalation clause or something put into that that in particular offer. But some buyers don't have the luxury of extra money to help them with that. So then you have to think on the back end, what can we do? Can we pay for some of the seller's closing costs? Can we shorten time frames? You know, there's little odds and ends that you can do. Mm-hmm. And then always attach a personal buyer letter or buyer video along with your pre-approval with the offer. Okay, great. And Amber? Yes, I agree with everything that you said. There's a couple other things. I mean, terms are so important right now, as Summer mentioned. It's not all about the price. The price is important, but there's so many other parts of the offer that you can strengthen. For example, your deposit. So in buyer's markets, you might give a lower deposit because you know that you're more in control. Um, But this is a seller's market, and so deposits are normally 1% to 3% of the purchase price. I'd say a couple years back, I was averaging that 1%. Now it's closer to the three. Mm-hmm. Buyers are putting more down as the deposit to show they have more skin in the game, to show they're committed to this home, committed to this escrow. And um, the deposit, for anyone listening that doesn't know, 
that goes towards your down payment and closing in the end. So you're gonna give that money anyways within the next 30 to 45 days. You're just giving it up front um, in the beginning when your offer is accepted. So that's one thing that I've been doing in every offer that I write is a strong, strong deposit. Also asking what is important to the seller. Just having that conversation realtor to realtor and seeing is there something important to them that's not on the contract? Do they want to live in the house for an extra 30 days because they don't want to move twice? Are they looking for a replacement home? Things like that so that you are making it a little easier. We, nobody likes moving. Nobody likes moving, especially twice. <laughs> and so just asking the seller what's important to you, what do you need, and that high deposit is really important right now. So the buyer's agent should ask the seller's agent, what's mm -hmm. important to the seller that maybe we can accommodate? Absolutely. Every time before I prepare an offer, I have a phone conversation with the seller's <coughs> realtor and say, what is important? And how can we accommodate the seller? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a good one, the deposit, mm -hmm. because it's not costing you anything extra. That's mm -mm. money you're going to be paying in 30 days anyway. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you lose... 37 cents of interest on the money <laughs> over that time. But look mm -hmm. at the impact it made to the seller. It's like, yeah, these people are really in it. Mm -hmm. And I liked what you said about finding out what's important to the seller. So I had a mentor back when I was your age, and he would always say, uh, it was a good old John Miller. John said, you gotta find common ground. Mm -hmm. you got to, you know, you can't win. There, there's three things, price, time, and terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One party can't win them all. It might be a seller's market, but the seller can't win them all. That's it right. might be a buyer's market. Uh, I remember I wrote an offer for a guy one time way back when. It was certainly a, a buyer's market back then. He cr crushed him on the price on his offer asked for a 90-day escrow uh, for whatever reason <laughs> and, and and asked him the seller to pay all the closing costs the seller rightfully said no I mean it, it's like the seller was getting crushed on all three categories mm -hmm. so we're not seeing those time frames much anymore I don't know last time I saw a 90 and day, I, even oh a no. 45 unless of course it's the seller that wants it but um, buyers are even saying you know, can we close in 25 days? I'm gonna ask my lender if we can close in 25 instead of the 30 to just have that, that right. extra. Yeah. I Well, that's what I was, I was gonna piggyback on that because you're right, the 90 days definitely haven't seen, but the 60 days I've seen because you are, you're curtailing to the seller and their needs. So like if there's a tenant situation or they need mm -hmm. more time to find a replacement property, you're making sure you're making that phone call ahead of time so you know and you say, okay, let's find this ground. We can do 60 days, we have the time and you make that work on behalf of both parties so you have a stronger offer. I highly piggyback off Amber because it is so important to have communication with that seller from day one w alongside their listing agent. So you know as an agent, we call the, sell the selling or listing agent, excuse me, talk about what the seller's goals are and then if our client can't curtail everything, we'll do the best we can so we don't lose the opportunity to potentially have a winning offer. Mm -hmm. All right, earlier, Summer, you mentioned an escalation clause. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that? Yes, yeah, so I actually have only used that one time, and I'm sure you've used that a lot more in your career. Typically, Believe what it I- or not, you have. I have not used it yet. No oh, way. Oh, wow. I use it all the time. 
So, <laughs> so I'm probably not the best. Are to you pulling her leg? No. <laughs> I I never know with I, you, Don. <laughs> no, you literally have never used it one time, or have you? Well, no, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> okay that's surprising to me, just because you've you are very experienced. Um. What I have done, though, is I what I've done recently hasn't technically been the escalation clause is we have had an addendum put to the purchase agreement stating that the buyer will pay X amount not to exceed what they put on as a purchase price, which could be five to 10 to 15 grand, depending on where they're comfortable to make up for the cost of a low appraisal. Um, so that I've done more often than not. But the ex- escalation clause, yeah, I'm not. 100% well-versed in that, and that offer wasn't even accepted at that time, which mm-hmm. was last year. I can speak on it. Yeah. Yeah, you're the <laughs> yeah. one that does it all the time. Yeah, you do it all the time. I'm like, I've only done that once. <laughs> so what I do is, let's just say for an example, if a house is listed for 300000 my buyer tells me, I'm willing to go up to three fifteen, but I just really don't want to show all my cards right now. It's like gambling, right, Don? We're going to head up to Chichancy after this. <laughs> don't show all your cards. I, I don't want to show all my cards right now, but I'm willing to go up that high. In markets that are not like the one we are now, normally there's back and forth. We're ping-ponging back and forth with a seller. That's not how the market is right now. You need to give your highest and best right up front, and but you don't want to show all your cards. So how you do that is you write the offer for 300000 You have an acceleration clause that says buyer is willing to go up. To, uh, oh, no, buyer will pay $1,000 over highest offer with proof of highest offer up to 315. The buyer knows that they don't have to worry about being lied to or anything like that because they get proof that there was an offer of 307 and then they pay 308. So they do get the proof. Yes. Well, that's what I write in my contract. I say with proof with of proof. offer. And you've and you've noticed in the past most realtors will give you the proof to show. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Because yeah, that's I haven't had that experience yet, yet because that wasn't accepted. So I have a question here, uh, Amber. <laughs> so <clears throat> if somebody writes an offer for 300000 says they'll pay, they'll escalate up to $1,000 more than the other, the highest proven offer, mm-hmm. up, but you have to put a cap in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of 315000 Why wouldn't the seller just counter offer at three fifteen? They could. They could. It depends on if the buyer wants to play hardball or not. I mean, they absolutely could. But that's that's what you have to. It's a chance you have to take right now because you you only have one chance in this market as a buyer. You got to go in with your best offer, and um, I I haven't had that happen yet. But knock on wood. I know. Well, see, maybe that's why I haven't used it. I'm overthinking it. Yep. But just, <laughs> yeah, don't overthink it. Just do it. But I, all the times that it's worked for me. Um, and it, it, there's a lot of times it doesn't. I'm not saying that every single offer gets accepted with that clause, but I get the proof and they pay 1000 over. And you know one trick I do is I don't pick like a 315. I'll pick a 365. Mhm. Thinking because yeah, mm-hmm. exactly because well, that's what I do too. So it's a good thing we yeah. haven't been in competition. On <laughs> I'm giving although, out all my secrets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> although we don't here's the thing. We don't know who our competition oh, yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So maybe we have been. Mm-hmm. Darn you! But in that, in that, people just always think of numbers, and that's how they search homes too on, online. They say I'm going to search from 300 to 350. Mm-hmm. Um, they people just sometimes people have funky numbers they want to use, but most of the time people say, oh well, let's offer 310, 315. So I throw a little bit higher just to win it. Or another thing you could do is offer the 315, that even number, 
but throw in a concession where the buyer is picking up something of the seller's closing costs. Mm-hmm. That's it, a good idea. And then that mm-hmm. makes you at 316 or, or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, a lot of strategies out there. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have a realtor so that you, you can come up with these strategies. Mm-hmm. See, I, I have a different strategy, and this is why I haven't used that escalator clause, because I have a different strategy. And I, I'm, I can't say it works all the time, but it's worked a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is basically just don't play games. Go in with your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't good enough, then, you know, there's a but better one out there. Yeah, a, it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had one. Oh, man, I, I felt so bad for the buyer because we kept losing out. He didn't have a lot of cash to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, when we finally got one, it's amazing how it worked out. It is absolutely the best of all the homes he made offers on. So it's kind of like it was meant to be. Yeah, that's how I like to see it, too. You know, especially for the buyers that don't have a lot of cash to play with or can't do some of those intricate intricate um, offers then they end up finding the right home it just takes time yeah. that's when sometimes those buyers need that little break and then eventually it happens but. all right well we are now going to go to our next commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have Summer Quick of Realty Concepts, a realtor for, you said, seven years? Yes, a realtor for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we also have Amber Keene, a realtor for nine years, you said? Yeah, around at, there. At London Properties. All right. And, and you guys, we've all been sharing tips on the market and... Um, uh, there's another section of the market that we want to explore right now, and I'm going to ask Summer this question. How does new construction, new homes, work into the equation of a buyer finding a home? So, you know, this market can be a little discouraging for some buyers when it comes to resale. So you can always go to new construction. I mean, I would highly recommend taking, taking your realtor, your go-to realtor with you. And just remember that you need to walk in with them on the very first appointment so they can register with you and be your advocate throughout the entire process. Uh, even if you don't and somehow you can't register with them, a good realtor will still advocate for you and be there for you if you have questions. Um, and then just make sure that you know your realtor can always help you with it, resale or new construction as well. Um, and there's a lot of options out there um, if it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was saying there's really not much new construction under a certain price point, like 300, 350. That, that's pretty true. I mean, I, there used to be until prices kept getting inflated. And now all of those 290 to 295s are over 300 and everything keeps going up in new construction weekly mm-hmm. or bi-weekly fortunately interest rates are going down so there you go yeah it balances out it it does amber what are you seeing out there as far as new homes being built 
So I just closed an escrow last week with one of my favorite clients, um, and she just bought into Soro Viejo, which is an amazing community. And um, I have a story about that one that goes back to the uh, time is of the essence conversation that we were touching on earlier. We went in August, and it was not as crazy of a, as a market as it is right mm. now, but it was still competitive. And we went on a Friday, and they thought about it. And on Saturday, I called to say we wanted to go back and have an appointment. And they weren't answering the phone. And so I said, you know what, let's just drive out there. Let's just go, we're not gonna wait for an appointment, let's just go. So we went together again, we walked in and we sat down. She secured the lot she wanted. Five, 10 minutes after we had secured the lot, a family walks in that wanted that exact lot. If I had waited for the phone call or if, if she had just waited a little bit more time, then she would have lost out on that home. She just got her keys last week, and I just thought, oh my gosh, Margie. I mean, it, it was crazy that they, they they walked in, and if she had just waited a couple more hours. And so um, it's really important to have your realtor there to make the appointments, but sometimes you just got to get in the car and, and go because time's of the essence. Mm -hmm. I'd like to comment on something Summer said about having the your realtor with you to advocate for you. And it's not so, and I think what that means is not so much that the realtor is going to tell the builder, hey, this is how to build the house, but it, it's more of seeing the whole picture. Maybe they've gone out and looked at 10 uh, resale homes, and now they're looking at a new one. So how does that fit into the whole equation, you know, in, in picking out the best one? If if this realtor is excluded from the new home uh, search and just the resale, there's really, it's gonna be hard to take that all into consideration and give the advice as to, well, wh which home is better for you? Right. Yeah, and by advocate, I just mean, you know, be your support system there. You know, always have someone that's a go-to, and of course you have that sales associate there as well, but it's a little more, hands off and I'm very hands on. I'm super hands on with my clients, personable where I want to walk through side by side with you and I want I I appreciate that clients call me even throughout the new construction process cuz they want to talk to me. That's who they have that built relationship with and that trust with and sometimes I'm just that middle ground person where I talk to the new sales associate and then I talk to my client and we just all work together as a team. But you know, it's regardless if you can register with your clients or not, you should still be there for your clients. Mm -hmm. Another great reason to have a realtor is that they show you the big picture of new construction. Now, when you go into a model home, everything's pretty and all the upgrades are in there and the backyard's nice. And I remind my clients that, you know, we're starting from scratch and there's a couple of things that you're going to want to think about. For example, the backyard's going to be a clean slate and window coverings are going to be included. So if you want to go for new construction, maybe have a little more in savings for those things um, that the buyer isn't thinking about when they're in the pretty model home. And that's why you have your realtor there to just show you the big picture of buying a new construction home. All right, thank you for those comments. Now, I wanna turn it to this. Um, I would like to ask you, Amber, what is your best real estate advice that you could give to our listeners? Well, I think that it's that the opportunity has a shelf life and that you need You said a, that earlier. I know. And to have a really good realtor on your side, it's so important right now to have an um, aggressive in a good way realtor that is um, readily available and is on your side for as your advocate. 
Okay, good. And I, I love that one. Opportunity has a shelf life. And um, I remember somebody saying one time that um, luck, that the definition of luck is where opportunity and being prepared intersect. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so, yeah, you have, if you're prepared and you didn't, you waited too long to act on that opportunity, being prepared wasn't going to do it on its own. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's really good advice. Opportunity. All right. I would like to ask you, Summer, what would be your best real estate advice? So I agree with Amber as well. I think that's great advice. But, you know, just staying consistent and not giving up as a buyer, you know. So even though I did say earlier, take a little break, I still don't recommend that you fully give up. And then as a seller, if you're on the fence of selling, I, I highly recommend professionally and personally to get off that fence and to sell now. It is such a great time to be in the driver's seat as a buyer due to the high that, I mean, as a seller, due to the high buyer demand because of the low inventory. Lean on your trusted advisor and just know that that constant communication and like what Amber said, time is of the essence. Stay on top of everything because the market's moving so quickly right now. You don't want to miss that opportunity. Thank you. And I would like to throw in my best advice too. And that is in markets like this, and I've worked through a few of these ups and downs and ups and downs don't just as a buyer don't just react and say oh that one's available and go get it and say well i just want to get in and then next year i'll, I'll flip it and, and and buy another one the one i really want mm -hmm. you can't do that just, you can't go based on just availability mm -hmm. buy a home that you can that will work for you and your family for at least five years and maybe even 10 years, and I'll give you a good example. Um, I bought a home one time for $200,000, and within three years, the value of it was down to 170, but it didn't matter because we weren't moving. Mm -hmm. Then 12 years later, it was worth 400,000. It had doubled in value, but it still didn't matter because we weren't moving. Right. In other words, we bought the home to use it, mm -hmm. to live in it. What do they say? They say, uh, I, I learn all this from my mom. <laughs> she says all these sayings all the time. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Oh, right. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, I like that one too. Your mom came up with that one? Well, maybe not, but she says it. <laughs> I, <laughs> one of the favorite quotes. I believe she said it. She stole it from somebody though. For sure. Yeah. She, just, sure. she just teaches me all these sayings and then somebody teaches her. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to be in trouble with her now, huh? <laughs> if she's listening right now, I probably have oh. texts from her. <laughs> yeah. She better be listening to her daughter. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, quickly, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? That it's not all about the price. Terms other than the price. Ask your realtor, what else can I do besides throw a huge number out there? What other terms can I strengthen? All right, excellent. Summer, how about you? What do you want people to remember? That realtors work really, really hard for you. They, you know, they, they absolutely work so hard for you. If you have a go-to realtor, there's sometimes a facade out there that um, they, they're in it for themselves. And I just want people to know that most good realtors are really just in, in it for you. They're in, the, in it for the people to make a difference in their lives and find them a home. 
All right, excellent. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming in today and sharing your expertise in real estate with our listeners. And um, to all our listeners, we'll be back again next week. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN.